All right, everyone. Hello, hello. I am so glad that you have joined us today as we have a very special guest on the show. I am so thrilled to talk to Michael Kostroff. Michael is a prolific screen and stage actor, over 20 years of experience and many recognizable credits, including HBO's The Wire, Luke Cage, The Blacklist, Damages, Blue Bloods, The Good Wife, Law and Order SVU, and many, 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 many more credits, as well as the national tours of the producers and Les Mis. Michael is also the creator behind the groundbreaking workshop, Audition Psych 101, which he has presented all over the country. I have personally attended the workshop last time Michael was in Vancouver, and to say that it was helpful would be putting it mildly. He is also the author of the book, Audition Psych 101, which I cannot recommend enough. Michael, I am so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so let's go back to the very beginning. What made you want to become an actor? Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like it's, uh, for me, it's a calling. Like, as soon as I knew there was such a thing as acting, however old that little boy was, was, that was it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, but you know, my, my folks were in the arts and they, they, they certainly warned me that it was hard to make a living as an actor. And so I, you know, I was discouraged and I, I tried other things, but I, I really, it's, it's what I do. I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Uh, I always say, even if I didn't have any success at, at it, I would still be an actor. I have to. Yeah. 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 I understand that very, very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that I want to say about your workshop, we're going to talk about the workshop extensively. The workshop okay. is coming up uh, this Sunday. One of the things that I loved about it, and specifically in your book, is that before you present your mantra and your approach to auditioning, yeah. what I really loved was how you broke down the model of the business, of, our, of the show business, in such a way that it just made you realize that there is no rhyme or reason as to why someone gets hired. Like in yes. other professions, you know, let's say, you know, you get paid every second Friday. There's a year-end bonus. Right. You have a, you know, Christmas party. You have like a specific things that happen within your job. You know, you be maybe an apprentice, an inter- internship. But right. in our at business, a, a, there's no pattern at all. There's nothing really yeah. logical, predictable, or consistent about a profession. You know, I've, uh, one of the things that makes me concerned about us actors is that uh, we sometimes try to convince ourselves of things that we know deep down are not true. Like that there's some sort of order to this stuff. Yeah. You know, we want so much for there to be order, you know, and, yeah. and so we get very superstitious. We're like, oh, well, you know, this leads to this and it just doesn't, you know, like even having a good year of work doesn't lead to a good year of work. It, you know, it's just not that consistent. So I find much more peace of mind yeah. in really just plunging in and accepting what's true and yeah. working within that because uh, the other way is exhausting. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I of completely course. agree. We, we've all done it. And I think, yeah, actors want so much to establish these, these you know, patterns or like, or like take these steps and you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. There's just no such thing, you know? Um, yeah. Mental, you know, having, keeping our mental health is one of the most important things in our profession because it's a crazy business and it can make you crazy. Yeah. And I think uh, for me... Uh, reality is a lot more healthy mentally than than any any sense that uh, any sense of order. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How did you arrive to this point where you completely reframed your relationship with auditioning? Oh, it's a great question. Uh, you know, for me, it was out of necessity. Yeah, I was. Um, 
I had such terror about presenting myself in public, not even just in auditions, just in life. Uh, it was a big hurdle for me. And so yeah. to be an actor and to know this is what I wanted to do with my life and to be so shy and uh, just embarrassed about myself was, you know, it was, it couldn't, it couldn't hold. And so yeah. little by little over the years, I started to just re-examine some of the things I thought about, about auditioning and what was going through my mind at the little various points, like when I'm crossing the threshold into the room or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when I'm sitting in the waiting room, driving myself crazy. And I, I really kind of just vetted everything for logic and went, wait a minute, a lot of the things that you're scared about are not true. They're not real. Yeah. You know? And uh, little by little, I got, it's so amazing for me to, to, to say this out loud, but I love auditioning. I enjoy it now. I know. What? <laughs> I, I know. No, it blows my mind to say it because I hated it so much. And, um, you know, as you know from taking the class, I have a, a great joy in being able to share this with fellow actors. That makes yeah. me so happy. So happy to disencumber them, uh, you know, not by any magic or positive thinking, but by looking at logic and reality and put, yeah. picking it apart. And, you know, and also realizing that we all we all go through the same crazy thoughts. You know, the camaraderie is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. And at the workshop, I remember when we all broke apart for lunch or for or break, whatever it is. And I remember we all broke apart. We got up and I went with a friend of mine for lunch and then I was running into some other friends. And I'm like, oh, my God, like. The, the way he's explaining this, like it's really opening, you know, and, and you start thinking about some of the choices you've made. But one of the, when I was taking notes at the last workshop, like I took notes upon notes from the workshop. <laughs> but one of the first things that I wrote down, what you said was everything about him was an apology before, that, before that you me. came to this. And, and, I, and, I, and I wrote that down and I was thinking, my God, I remember how many times when I first started out, mm. I would walk into an audition and I would just feel so you know, I hope I don't take too much of, of your time. I, it's, yes. it's like, it's yes. like, I didn't even open my mouth and I'm already apologetic about my appearance, about my presence yes. in the room. Okay. That was me. That was me when I was young. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, uh, yes. I'm, yes. I'm glad you related to that because it's, you know, part of the magic of this class and one of the reasons it's so effective is there's something about getting in a room together, you know, and, and when, we, when I teach yeah. in Vancouver, as you know, it's like, you know, 150, 200 people. Yeah. And there's something really uh, freeing. It's a big release to realize that, gosh, all my colleagues are going through the same stuff. You know, I'm not crazy. I'm not in my own little bubble, you know. Yeah. I think that, and to hear someone like me that you've seen on TV a lot talk very openly about, you know, my challenges, I think is really helpful to people. Somebody was just saying to me, you know, with social media now, you, you see the highlights of people's lives, you know, you yep. don't see. And that's why I go the opposite way. And I'm like, folks, listen, we yeah. all go through this. I've met famous stars who go through this stuff, you know, and people don't believe that. They think, oh, they've got it all together and they've got yeah. great self-esteem. No, not at all. Most actors don't have great self-esteem. It's so interesting to have you there the whole day. And then when the casting directors came on yes. after you and the showrunner, and it was so funny how everything tied into the same, into the, like, the message is always the same. It's like, we're on your side, you guys. Yes. You're yep. making our job easier. If you well, come in I, ready, it, it was just like, God, like, why, why is this stuff not taught in universities? And you know what I, I mean? No, they teach all the other stuff. Uh, what was fun to me was, uh, there were, you know, I teach a lot of things that I think are counterintuitive and people sometimes are resistant and I felt some skepticism. And then the casting director who did not sit through my class came in and confirmed everything that I just said. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was vindicated. Yeah, 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 for sure.
Another part during the workshop that, and this is also in the book, I mean, this specifically to me spoke a lot. I mean, you can also take this out of the acting world if you want, but you talked a lot about how every event, everyone has a very different interpretation of the event. And I thought to myself, my God, the first thing that I thought of was all the auditions that I went to. And I thought after I left, like, why am I even doing this? Why do I do this to myself? And then a couple of years later, a couple of hours later, my agent will say, you're on hold. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, it's fun. We, we, you know, like, yeah, we, we interpret things like I was just talking to an actress who said, oh, yeah, I went on this audition. and I blew it. I yeah. said, okay, well, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah. She says, well, I, you know, I went up on a line that we all laughed about. And I said, that, you didn't blow it. I don't know what that means, blowing it. Um, it's interesting that, that actors think that if they don't get picked for the part, they must have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. I just finished casting. I'm doing some directing now. And I, I just finished casting a role for a play that I'm directing. And when I tell you the actresses that didn't get the part and were so brilliant, it, it killed me to not pick them. I yeah. hated that I could only pick one. And I, I, I hope that they didn't go away going, oh, I, there's some, I did something wrong. There's something else I could have done better. I just had to pick somebody. And I'm yeah. telling you, there were probably eight or ten of them that would have been perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You know, they were all great. I was just, I was honored to be in the presence of their work. And they just, everybody had a slightly different take. And I picked the one that was the closest to, to mine. Yeah. But nobody could have guessed that. And it's not a failure. They, they succeeded. They did great. They just yeah. didn't get picked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think certain auditions are a little more easier. When you, you know what? I'm proud of what I did there. I learned a lot. I'm going to apply that to other work. And there are certain yes. ones where you're just like, yep, blew that, that was one. That was, that was terrible. But you also and talk call, about... And then they give you the part. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. My God. You know what? I have to tell you about uh, an audition that I had that was so, so weird. Um, it was after I read your book. Um, I think it, it might have been after the workshop. I wanted, I have a day job, as most actors do. And uh, yes. every once in a while, you know, you get an audition where it's like it's really hard to cover. And this particular audition was really hard to cover. And I, and I did something I never do. I wrote to my agent and I said, can you please give me a different time? Like some of the executives were going to have a meeting that I had to be present for. And she mm-hmm. said, no, I can't. She said, you have to find a way to be there. So somehow, some way I found a way to wow. make it there. And the whole time I was thinking, you know what? Like I wasn't thinking what I usually think. Okay. I got to do this. I got to do that. I was just like, I'm just going to go do what they need to do and, and be done. I wasn't, yes. I wasn't in my head about it. Show up to the audition. And there was only one other girl there, which I thought was very weird. I'm like, where why is there no like you know the room full of people so I go in and they literally just said um you're chopping up vegetables it was a commercial and you know um you press the 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 smoothie um and then the smoothie explodes and you're just oh it exploded and then you just pick some up you lick it off your face and then you just go on the two takes I went about I wasn't even thinking about it no no you had other things to do yeah I I was so I was just like I'm just gonna get this done I booked the commercial Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, what was it that made me book that commercial? First of all, I, I, was, I was so out of, out of tune with what was happening that day that I didn't even realize it was a director-producer session. That's the mm-hmm. reason why it was just a couple of people there and not, you know. So one thing that it made me realize was that sometimes when you're so in it and you're just thinking about the actual work rather than just showing up, and just doing what you need to do in this case, I just had to chop up some vegetables, the ex- smoothie explodes, and I just lick it off my fingers. That was all I did, and I booked it. 
Yeah, well, I feel like you didn't have any room for the other nonsense. You had exactly. to do the the, the task of that the, that the scene required. Chop the, exactly. chop the vegetables, lick the smoothie. You didn't have room for, for oh, how am I going to do it? And there wasn't time, you know. Um, I had this with one of my coaching clients where she, she works uh, selling pharmaceuticals. And uh, she said, should I just cancel the day? I said, oh, my God, no. Yeah. Take a long, take a long lunch. Yeah. You know, go, you know, her, 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 she was playing some cop. She go tell them what the charges are and then go back to work. Yeah. You know, and she booked that one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I think we really, we, we think there's some magical thing we're supposed to do instead of what we know how to do. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is, no. Yeah. The, the, the activity in the scene. That's it. There's a chapter um, in your book that I really, it's one of my favorite chapters. It's called Nerves in the Lab. Oh, Nerves in the Lab. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Anybody that reads this book, you need to you need to read this particular chapter a few times. And I want to talk about specifically about okay, so on page 74, I have to get really, really specific about this. So you talk about your brilliant acting teacher, the late Doug Mustin. You say, Doug used oh, yeah. to say that before you conclude you're nervous, you should check to make sure that what you're feeling is really nervousness. He mm -hmm. said to ask yourself, Am I nervous or am I just excited? The two emotions feel almost identical and have very similar psychological manifestations. Increased heartbeat, the rush of adrenaline, and set, et cetera. Physical manifestations. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the body, the, the stuff that goes on in the body is very similar. We have got, some of us have gotten ourselves so convinced that every audition must bring about nervousness that we don't even stop to check. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. You know, you might... It's really interesting. You might not be nervous at all, and that's great. Yeah, but yet you, you feel know? bad that you're not nervous. Yeah, that's a but that's a that's that's a mythological thing that actors do. We have this weird idea that there's something wrong if we're not nervous, but really, don't you do better work if you're not nervous than if you're nervous? You yeah. know, we we've got ourselves sold on this idea that being nervous is part of the package that we want to present. It's part of what we want to do and the experience we want to have, and it's not. It's it's yeah. miserable. Yeah. Who wants to be nervous? Yeah. You know? You can't be open to receiving. No. Yeah. And at a certain at a certain point, I feel like, don't we get to say to ourselves, this is what I do. I mean, yeah. when the dentist goes to work in the morning, he doesn't get nervous because it's what he does. Yeah. And what we do is we play roles. We play characters. We inherit human, inhabit human beings. Yeah. We know how to do it. So yeah. at a certain point, I feel like, aren't we allowed to go... Yeah, I don't have to be nervous. I'm just doing my work. What I loved about this specific chapter is that you covered nervousness in very specific ways. Yes. Um, so everybody that reads the book, you will be able to identify with one of these. For sure. I identified with one for sure. But there is a story in here that I loved so much. And if you can talk about it, it's oh, when you um, it's when uh, you're on tour and you find out that you are taking on the role oh. of Max on Sunday morning for Sunday evening. For, this no, for made Sunday me afternoon. laugh. Oh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> this made me laugh, but it really is a great lesson. It was. So I was uh, on, the, on the, the tour of the producers, and I, I, I'm just going to assume that everybody knows the show, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I, I was in the in the chorus, and I loved my job because I played all these different parts, but I was understudying Max Bialystok, which is one of the biggest roles in musical theater. It, it, Nathan Lane won a Tony for it. Yeah. And I, I didn't really think too much about it because it's like, okay, I'm an understudy. It's fine. Um, so I really wasn't prepared for the morning that they called me and said, I mean, I was prepared in that they had rehearsed me and prepared yeah. me for that moment but I was like I can't star in a big Broadway show I don't 
I mean, I, I really, it freaked me out. I was, I was terrified, but that was the job. Mm-hmm. And it was Sunday morning, and in a few hours, I was going to be on stage. And in that crazy moment in my hotel room after I hung up the phone, mm-hmm. it kind of dawned on me that I did not have the, the, the luxury or the privilege of, be, of being nervous in a way that anybody could see. Mm-hmm. Because the audience spent a lot of money for those tickets. They didn't want to see a nervous Max. Yeah. My, my cast, we'd never had an understudy on before me. They wanted to see somebody confident. So even though I was honestly kind of freaking out inside, I had to really, really bury that. Yeah. Because it wasn't allowed. And what, what I try to tell actors is that we're not allowed to share our nerves at auditions. It's not appropriate. It's unprofessional. Yeah. We can't indulge that. We have to, we have to, people, it makes people uncomfortable and uneasy. And we have to, even if it exists, we have to completely bury it and disguise it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I really put on a front. I walked in the, in the door of the, the theater and this, one of the actresses said, uh, oh, I just heard you're on. Are you nervous? And I went, ha, 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 nervous. Come on. Oh, we're going to have a good time. Like, like I was completely yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's all a lie, but it worked. And then, and then you say, I went into the dressing room and I whimpered like a small child. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Well, I was lucky because, uh, you know, there was this woman who was the dresser for, for Max. She handled all his fast changes and all that stuff. She was really tough and Scottish. Yeah. She's like, pull yourself together. Pull yourself together, oh man. Oh, my God. And Max, she like pushed me around. She was like not indulging me at all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I mean, you do talk about, you talk about the fact that every pilot has his first flight. Yes. It, it's yeah. like, I don't want to know that, that you're nervous about flying me oh. for like, not appropriate. Right? Not and, appropriate. And I, And this is a this is a, an eye opener for actors to go. Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, it's not appropriate for me to sh- show my nerves at auditions because they need me to be a professional. Yeah, you know, you can feel nervous. You just cannot share it. Yeah, you just can't. You say when the dentist comes in, you want him to bloody well know what he wants to do, what <laughs> yes. tools to use, and how to use them. You don't want him asking permission. It simply doesn't inspire confidence. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, But I mean, when you talk about um, also asking for permission, I mean, God, what is it about the actors? Like, what is it about us, Michael, that we are so prone to going back to asking for permission, waiting for validation, just asking and just and waiting and not and not just not taking charge of it? Yeah. You know, what, one of the things that I had to change in my behavior recently was, you know, sometimes they'll give you several different scenes. And you go in and they say, well, which one do you want to start with? And we all go, well, which would you like to hear first? It's so much more appealing for the actor to say, let's do scene number three. You know, I want the actor, like as a, when I'm on the casting end, I want the actor who has an opinion and wants to work on scene three first. Yeah. If I'm giving, if I'm saying, you know, pick whichever one you like, I want them to say, I like scene two. It's decisive. It inspires confidence. I don't want them to ask my permission or my advice or, yeah. or say, can I sit for this? Just sit. Oh, my God. That's so true. I remember I took a casting director workshop last year, and, um, and we were asking the casting director, what are some of the things you really like that you see sometimes that really makes you go, wow, this is a really confident actor? She, and she said, I love when an actor, let's say they start a scene and something doesn't go Well, it's not a line flip, but something happens and they don't say, do you mind if I start again or can mm. I start again? They just go, that didn't work. I'm going to start again. Yep. 
they, they just 100%. they take it's it's their audition they take that's charge right. of it and they just go for it they're absolutely unapologetic it's, it's like it's my time that's right they don't even that's think right. about and, it and that's not you know that's not arrogant that's not pushy it's it's being the professional that actually makes other people more comfortable if you're if you clearly if you just go yeah let's do that again and i guess from also from a producer or director's uh, point of view it's also you think to yourself i can have this person on set they know what oh, they're yeah. doing that's right you know as that's a director right. of yourself i'm sure well i mean let me ask you <clears> that <throat> you know as somebody who and you talk about that in the book um when you're on the other end like when you see someone and this takes me back to when you say you know don't take care of them you know like they want to be t- sorry you say um they don't take want to take care of you you take care of them like right. from a di- director's point of view, like talk a little bit about that. What's that like when you walk, when they walk in and you're just like, oh, like what are, what, like how refreshing they know what they're doing. I don't need to, I don't need to babysit them. Yeah. You, you breathe a sigh of relief and you know what it, it does is it frees me up to do the work of, of really watching their work as opposed to taking care of them. Yeah. Taking care of them is, a, is an extra job that distracts me from yeah. considering the actor. Yeah, you know, I've had I've had that experience where, and I'm one of the easiest people because I'm I'm me and I'm an actor and I'm like I you know you know I actors. Out, I go out in the hallway and I talk to them and I'm not like you know like, you know what I mean like I'm really making it as comfortable as possible. So if with all that they can't stop being nervous around me, then I I, I how can I work with them? You know? Yeah. And but but the actor who comes in and really just, um yeah takes care of takes care of the room. Yeah. You know. I was sitting with a director who was casting it. It was for a theater season, and she was going to be directing this other play. And this woman came in. She was an older lady, and she was a riot. She gave a whole... I mean, she, she told us a whole story about how, how she went to the library to find the play, but they were out of it. So she went to the... You know, and, and I was thinking, oh, my God, she's really going on a long time. And the director loved it because she was like, well, she came in, and the room was hers. It was her room. Oh, she, Yeah. You know, she 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 did it her way. And it's it was your charming, three minutes. And, you know, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's go to the mantra. Can we share that, really? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's go for it. I I think this is so refreshing. Let's let's go for it. Well, I'll tell you what. I I always I'm gonna we will, but I I worry about sharing it out of context because when people hear this, yeah, they usually think, well, that's negative. That's discouraging. Uh, and uh, in the context of the of the class, people tend to tend to get it. Yeah. You know, but I will I will tell you that this is a mantra that I live by, and mm-hmm. this is field tested because I'm a working actor. My mantra is: you're not getting the fucking job. And here's why: it's not because I suck. It's not because mm-hmm. I'm not a good actor. It's because there are so many of us. And if you think about the math, like let's say I don't know, thirty people go up for a part. I don't know if that's average. I have no idea. 29 of them won't get cast. So the most likely outcome of an audition is not employment. So when we put all of our focus on that one little, like, thread the needle, that one, like, the least likely outcome, and we try to figure out how to make that happen, which is something we do not know how to do because... Who knows how they pick who they pick? Yeah, and they don't even always pick the best person. So trying to trying to nail it and walk away with a job is where most of the nerves come from. Yeah, we create the most of the nerves by trying to crack a code. It's like a ticking time bomb, and you're trying to defuse it because because you don't know which wire to cut. 
That's yeah. why we get so nervous is we're thinking, but what do they want? But how do I read this line? But what should I wear? How am I going to book the job? Well, the thing is, you're not. I have found that for, this is not some mind trick. It's actually the truth. Almost every time I don't get the fucking job. What happens is when I embrace that and stop fighting against it, then I just go do my work as an actor. And I get to really enjoy playing a role that day. And I, I take charge of it because I'm just going to do it my way. Because mm -hmm. there's no convincing them to hire me. They're not going to hire me. I want to go play the role the way I want to play it. Yeah. And I'm, it, it, it makes me so much calmer and I have so much more fun. Um, and what I like is it's, it's based on reality and truth and mathematics as opposed to positive thinking or talking myself into something or trying to figure out some mystery. Yeah. You know, the, the, the absolute reality is that almost every time you're not going to get cast. So you can count on that. Yeah. And then I let, the, the times that I do get cast, I let those be surprises. It's always a shock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus because I'm, I, I'm so, because I'm so committed to this yeah but I will, I will tell you that it's the reason that I have a great time when I audition because I'm just being an actor I'm just doing the thing that I do know how to do yeah I don't know how to get a job but I know how to be a judge yeah I know how to how to be a chef I know how to be a nervous roommate I know how to be a you know a, a, a psychiatrist I don't know how to get a job as an actor that is so refreshing because, I mean, I personally, you know, speak for myself, from my own experience. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to an audition and, and I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, so a mother in her 30s, okay, so she's doing the, you know, okay, so what could I do? What, what do they want to see? But it's, it's like... Yeah. No. There's no guessing that. Yeah. There really isn't. I mean, um... listen, and, and by the way, on the other side of the table, you know, the artistic director and I had different ideas about this role that I was casting. I found out. Yeah. She said, oh, she should be this way. I'm like, no. Oh, my God. No, I want it to be this way. And we had disagreements. Yeah. So it's not it's not even and that that's not uncommon. I don't mean fights, but I mean, you know, the writer sees it one way. The director sees it another. So you can't become this thing. All you can do is peddle your wares and come in there and. Do what you do yeah. and enjoy it. Enjoy it. The, the secret is that, I mean, I, I hate to call it a secret. It's not a secret, but I hate to even say this, but people who have embraced this philosophy very often write to me and say, I got the fucking job. But it's, <laughs> because it's, it's the same thing as when you had to get back to work. You got out of your way and yeah. just did your work. It's it just so it really, funny. I get so excited about sharing this because people, the light bulb goes on and people go, oh, you're right. This is so much easier, you know, yeah. and so much more fun. Yeah, the know? pressure is off. Yeah. Can you tell me when you came to this realization, how did you come about thinking, oh, I, I got to get this word out. I got to start doing workshops to get this to everybody. How did that go about? Somebody made me. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, so a, a friend of mine, wanted me to come up to San Francisco. She had, she teaches in San Francisco and she said, come teach a class. I said, in what? I don't, I don't know anything. I don't teach anything. She said, she said, are you kidding me? You're, you're an idiot. She said, every time I have an audition, you tell me some little thing that blows my mind and, and saves me. I'm like I do. She said, Oh my God, I can't believe you're this stupid. Write it down. I said, but it's not a whole class. She said, write it down. And she made me teach it. And I was terrified. I thought this is worthless. It's going to bore people. And, and four hours later, people were coming up to me saying, you've just changed my life. You have yeah. to teach this. I had no idea. I had no idea. Because I was, you know, busy trying to 
get get myself over this hump. You know, yeah. it, it turns out I had, and yeah. I was I was able to help other people. You know, so I get so excited every time a class is coming up because first of all, I get to remind myself of these things. Yeah, but it's like a whole new uh, family. You know, a whole new yeah. group of my family that I get to get to help. Uh, you know. And the, the Vancouver ones are always great because it's a big crowd. We we typically laugh a lot. We do, you know. Oh my God, that I mean another. I mean the workshop is great. There's there's a ton of gems in it. It's great. But also what I was telling some of my friends who were there, I was like, my God, he's really entertaining. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, not only was the message great and and what you were teaching us, but also the way you were, <laughs> the way you were presenting some of the stuff and the examples you were giving. I mean, oh my God, it was so funny. But um, well, that's the thing is, I think there's a lot to laugh at in, oh our, in, God, our, yes. in our neuroses and our, our craziness. You know, there's a lot to laugh at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. When I when I tell sometimes people, and, and you explain it perfectly in this book, you were talking about you know everything we go through. You know, you get you get the sides, you go over it, you prepare it. You know, you go in and let's say you book. You know, you go to the callback and then you book it and then you get to work for a day. Yep. A that's whole right. day. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like that, that, you know, and sometimes you hear actors saying, oh yeah, I got a couple of days on that show. I got a whole week. It's like, right. in, any, in any other profession, that's completely no. ludicrous. But in then ours, it's like. Then you're back at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> All over again. Yeah. It's like the spinning wheel that just never ends. It's funny. I think people are always surprised when they tell, they ask me, well, what do you have coming up next? Uh, I mean, at the moment I have something coming up next, but usually the answer is, I don't know. I'm unemployed. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, one of the biggest takeaway from the workshop last time that I got to tell you, I learned and I stopped doing this. Yes, good. Um, As soon as I used to have an audition, I used to call my sisters, you know, we have this little joint group. I used to say, oh, I have an audition for this. I used to tell my, you know, fiance, oh, "Oh, got an audition for this. Oh, I got an audition for this casting director. And then what happens is that once the audition is done, a couple of days later, and you know, in our world, it's like you you get on hold right away or you know pretty much right away. Well, a couple of days later or two weeks later, you know, a friend would be asking, oh, how about that audition? How did that go? And and I'm, I'm like so far beyond that. And I'd be like, Wait, which, which one did I... T- oh, you know the one about this? And I'm like, oh, oh I yeah, didn't... Oh, they, yeah, they, they still remember. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I didn't get that. Oh, really? Well, maybe they need a few more days to figure out what they need. And I'm like... Not, doesn't help. No, not, doesn't not help. in our world. No. And one of the things that you said, you said, um, you said, I already have to take care of my disappointment that I didn't get the part. And oh, now yeah. I have to take care of their disappointment in my investment in my career, the fact that they're disappointed. And I thought to myself... I am never telling anybody again that I have yep. an audition. Good. I'm just telling them that I booked something because I thought to myself, oh my God, because then I feel shitty about the fact that I have to say, yeah, I didn't get yet another audition. Right. That's right. That's right. And that's no fun. Who needs that? I don't know if I told you this last time when I taught the class, but one of the students in my New York class said, uh, he said, I know exactly what you mean. He said, I work as a bartender. I don't tell everybody Every time I make a margarita, that's just my job, you know. <laughs> and for us going around, that's just like, that's our job. We suit up, we go to work, you yeah. know, and we move on because we know how it goes. You yeah. Know? And especially you also said, I think of one of your family members, you said, she said to you, did you tell them that you're available right away? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I was like, no, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they don't know how our job, how our, 
somebody once said to me, would you ever sh- uh, sign up to be on Saturday Night Live? I'm like, yes, I would sign up. Yes, I would. Like, like, oh, my like, God. Like sign up to be on a TV show. You know? Yeah. I don't I... know guys get Saturday Night Live up there. Uh, do you watch? You, don't, you probably don't watch it. It's an American comedy show. But, but uh, it's like saying, you know, would you sign up to be on a TV show? Sure, I'll sign up. They didn't know how it works. Yeah, they just really don't. That's why sometimes it's baffling to me when they ask me three weeks later, oh, hey, whatever happened to that audition? And I'm like, which one? What, what do you, they're like, yo, this, and I'm like, oh my God, that was like seven auditions ago. And usually when right. I tell them, we will know within a couple of hours if we have it or if they, if we're on hold or if anything. And they're like, within a couple of hours. I'm like, yeah, that, like, they're moving fast. It's, wow. it's, they're that, not. That's faster than it is here. What happens <laughs> over there? Uh, a couple of days usually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've even had the experience of months later. There was this one where I went in for a series regular, and they said, we like Michael. This is not the part for him, but we have something else for him in July. And it was like January. Oh. My agent was like, oh, sure. Sure you do. And and they called months later to say, yeah, that part. We're calling to offer the role. Oh, man. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, it's so unpredictable, but... Uh, but yeah, that's but that's what we signed on for, you know the, yeah. the insanity of this and the inconsistency of it. Yeah. Um, but Michael, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, I mean, when I look at your IMDb, it is, it is amazing. I want to know, do you ever look over your career and specifically your IMDb, and you just marvel at everything that you have done and all the experiences that you have had? I do. Yeah. I, I, I expected so much less, you know. <laughs> Well, part of it is that my career uh, really started later. You know, I, I didn't really start to work with any consistency until I was maybe in my late 30s, you yeah. know. Now I'm in my late 50s. So, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I think what's great and fun for me is it's, it still feels new in a weird way. Even though yeah. I've done all this TV, it still feels like, wow. I mean... I do like I'll be on set and go. I can't believe I get to do this. Yeah, I cannot believe, you know, at, at theater, theater even more so. I feel like I can't believe I get paid, because I get to go travel somewhere usually. You know, and do a play, and I, I just, I honestly feel like a kid. I, I yeah. feel like, who gets to do this? You know, uh, so yes, I do. I do marvel at it, and I, and it, it's funny. I. It's it's kind of cool that I've reached a point where I've forgotten all the things I've done. Like people have mentioned something, I'm like, what was that again? You know. So that's kind of that's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Have that many that many credits, but you know, I I keep aspiring to more and more. Mm-hmm. I want to do want to do more interesting, demanding roles, and you know, bigger bigger roles and different kinds of stuff. You know. Yeah, I have to ask a question that I'm specifically very interested in. I don't know why I'm I'm I find this fascinating. Okay. You've been on two national tours. Yes. I am always fascinated with how do people take care of themselves, their voice, their bodies when they're on tour. And I'm asking specifically, I just completed a play um, called Drinking Alone by Norm Foster. Mm-hmm. I got so sick by the end of it. I got a throat infection, ear infection. It was horrible. It, it was just horrible. It made it through the end. But I was thinking to myself, like, my God, if I was on tour with this thing, what would I do? And I mean, I obviously know, you know, you would bring an understudy in, but how do you take care of yourself when you are on tour and to be disciplined, to sleep enough, take care of your voice and all that good stuff? It is, it is challenging. Uh, and I, I, I won't say I was always successful at it, but um, especially because like with one of the tours I did, we were traveling every day off. So we really didn't have any days off. Yeah. 
Um, I have found that one of the things I need to do is be really, really nerdy in being tuned in to what's going on with my body and my voice. So I don't wait until it's a, a disaster. If there's a mm. little crackle, I'm first of all, water, 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 and water. Uh, it sounds too simple, but water, 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 water. You just need it constantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, because it, it, you know, it's like a lubricant. It's good for everything. You know, it just yeah. like keeps everything rolling. But um, uh, I, I have to really tune in and. Uh, and if I feel like I'm getting fatigued or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you're in bed early tonight. No, no going out, you mm -hmm. know, or putting myself on vocal rest, which is also no fun at all, but vocal rest is, uh, it really works. Yeah. You know, if you don't talk all day and you save your voice for the show, it really, really works. Um, so it's, um, and I, I live with, uh, uh, I don't know, again, I don't know if you have this product, but we have something called emergency. It's these little packets. Oh yes. Of, it's oh. like a shot of vitamins. And as soon as I feel a tickle, yeah, emergency right away. Um, so that's it. And also being sure to warm up. I mean, I'm a singer, so you have to warm up. And, you know, the, the hard thing about Les Mis was we were performing in this chemical smoke. You know, there's smoke on the stage. And yeah. that, that's very rough on the chords. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, you just do the best you can. But, but also, you know, sometimes with all that traveling and doing eight shows a week, sometimes you have to miss a show. You know, I don't like it, but sometimes yeah. you do. You know, you just do. And, and they're they're built for that. I mean, they, they cover themselves well with enough understudies and everything. To have you covered, but, yeah. Yeah, but but uh, uh, nobody likes to do that. No. You know. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I, 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 I honestly never got so sick as I did with this last play. And I kept thinking about people on Broadway to do eight shows a week. And especially, mm. you, I think about something like... Um, Oh my God! Mm -hmm. What is that? Uh, Idina Menzel in that play that she did? Oh, uh, wicked. wicked! Wicked! I mean, vocal rest for sure. I mean, you know, but if you have kids, if you have a family, what are you gonna do? Like lock yourself in a room for the whole day? You know, life still no. goes on. Well, you know, it's it, Broadway's easier than tour because you you get to go home and yeah. you have your routine and you, yeah. it's a lower stress level because you know your way home and you know you know every city on tour you got to figure out. Not only your way around the city, but your way around the backstage, which is different every time. So it's uh, it's quite something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. But I loved it. I loved it. I I, I love the adventure of it. I, I I would tour again in a second. It, it was. Um, I mean, I wrote a book about it. It was a very exciting experience, and uh, you know, quite an adventure. So I want to ask you a speed round of questions. Oh, a speed round. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm gonna focus. <laughs> All right. What has been your favorite role that you have done thus far in your career and why? I know oh, I this can it. be a difficult question. I hate this question. I hate it because uh, it's so hard to pick one. I know. I, I, I will tell you one of my favorites because it's not one that people know as well. Okay. okay? So uh, I typically play a lot of lawyers and yep. that's great. And I got a job once on a show called Banshee. It's a very strange, dark show. I don't know how I got this part. This is the one that they offered me that they said, well, we'll have him on in July. Yeah. And they gave me the job. I had long hair and tattoos and neck tattoos and scars. And I was an ex-con and I was smoking and drinking and snorting Coke. And I had a stunt fight and I got to be dead. And it was oh like goodness. one of those things where, and a casting director wrote to me and said, it took me half the episode to know it was you. That's my kind of job. That's my kind of oh job. Oh my God. I, I, 
I loved that one so much because it was like, when am I ever going to play this guy again? You know, yeah. uh, I, I, I think I really like the things that are, you know, the more challenging things. Yeah. Uh, you know, another one on that list is I did uh, I did the musical Hairspray the uh, year before last and I played a woman and that was really cool. Yeah. You know, and it was so interesting. My wife said that she that I I disappeared. She said I couldn't see you. It, that's how different you were in that part. I'm like that's to me that's the stuff. Yeah. You know? So those are my favorite ones. I mean, there are other ones that were sexier credits, were more, you know, uh, more famous. But that those are the ones I really really love. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry I forgot to mention earlier. I forgot to ask you, but one of my favorite shows, as is everybody else's, is The Wire. Dear God. I mean, the writing on that. Can you just, can you just talk a little bit about that? I mean, what what's you were on for five seasons? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the heavens opened and dropped this gift on my career. You know yeah. that that show. First of all, none of us knew what it was when we started. Yeah, you know, I was just glad to have a job. Yeah. So and I uh, and again, I I loved the part because in real life I'm such a sort of soft-hearted, warm guy, and I was playing a terrible you know, ruthless, unscrupulous lawyer. And that was yeah. really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. But then when it started to take off and people really got into it, uh, um, it was amazing to be part of this phenomenon. Um, the writing in that show is brilliant. You know, it all takes place in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And the writers, they come by it honestly. One of them was a Baltimore cop. Mm -hmm. And one of them used to write for a Baltimore newspaper. So mm -hmm. they were really authentic in their writing. Um I think there are a couple of things that I particularly like about that show. Besides, I mean, it's a great show. But but first of all, it makes me very, very happy to see this many black actors working. Mm -hmm. And so brilliant. And actors you've never heard of just, just doing astounding work. And yeah. to me, the sort of subliminal message of that is the talent is out there. Please write the roles. Yeah. You know? There's, there, are, there are so many incredible black actors out there who are, and everybody thinks that the guys on The Wire were you know, real gang members. No, there are Shakespearean actors, mm -hmm. highly trained. One of them was a, an acting teacher, you know, and they were so convincing and so wonderful. So I love that. And then the other thing is just story-wise, it's the first show I've seen where there's good and bad in almost every character. Yeah, I remember seeing, um, I can't remember what, what magazine that I was walking by and it said the best show on TV, the yeah. wire. God, I yeah. mean, there was nothing like it. And I like, I just, I think it would be so cool to have that under your credits, to have that under your belt, to say, I was a part of that. I was a part of something so groundbreaking. It was president Obama's favorite TV show. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is pretty cool. My, my wife said to me, do you understand that president Obama knows who you are? I'm like, Wow. Yeah, it's in their popcorn <laughs> watching your entertainment. Wow. God. That's, that's just crazy to me. You know? God, that is great, Michael. That is I I, I mean, I just Yeah, it was yeah. listen, it was it was it was just as terrific and amazing as you would imagine. Uh, I also just every time you crack open a script like that, it's like, oh, what's gonna oh. what's the buried treasure in this one? You know, this these writers are particularly David Simon. I mean, yeah. there's so much to chew on as an actor that's yeah. sort of buried in the text. It's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love his Twitter. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's great on Twitter. He's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Um, you know what's also really, really amazing when you look back on like Michael B. Jordan was on that show. Yes. And all these kids that cut their teeth on that show, and you look back, you're like, wow. And Idris Elba, it was like his. Yeah, big yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, and then when I heard him in an interview, and then I heard his British accent, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like these guys were so good. Well, he once told me that's why he whispers all his lines. You know, I I, I think that's like. I, you know, women are uh, really into him. He's like, the, you know, one of the sexiest men alive, I guess, according to some magazine. But part of it was he had that voice that was like this all the time. But he told me that it was like, the, the reason that he did it was because he didn't want his English accent to come out. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My next question. Uh, your favorite movie or play that you have seen this year really wowed you this year so far? I know we're early in the year. Yeah. Can I list several? Go for it. Okay. I really love a movie called uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm -hmm. with Melissa McCarthy. I think, that's, I think that's my favorite movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, and I just saw the Broadway production of To Kill a Mockingbird, which was, yeah, and it's, uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote the, wrote the script. And it's just, I mean, it's everything you could want theater to be. Yeah. You know? uh, oh and God. those are my... Those are my two faves. Those you are know, pretty good. That's good choices. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Aaron Sorkin. Oh, no, he's great. All right. Is there anyone in our industry that you want to recognize or give them some public recognition that you think is doing really amazing work or they're underrated? So many. I mean, yeah. so many. Well, first of all, you know, I want to mention Andre Royo, who was mm -hmm. on The Wire. He played Bubbles. He played the drug addict. And... Uh, that performance absolutely blew my mind and was mm -hmm. so convincing that I, I think he's under recognized for that. You know, uh, I think that should have been an, should have been an award, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, what comes to mind though is, uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of episodes of law and order SVU mm -hmm. and what people don't know about Mariska Hargitay, in addition to the fact that she's a wonderful actress, yeah. is two things, two things. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met, which you would never expect. The amount of shenanigans that goes on in that. I mean, I've been on the show a lot, so now she messes with me and she, you know, oh. <laughs> tries to tries to mess me up. And she, you know, we tease each other back and forth. She's absolutely hilarious. And the the other thing about her is she's a wonderful leader. She sets a tone on that set, and this is really valuable for all of us to take note of mm -hmm. for when we're in that position. Mm -hmm. She, you know. My wife and and stepkids were on the set, and she was like, "Who is this, and why haven't I met you?" And she made sure to meet. Her. She wanted to meet everybody, and she takes care of all the guest stars, and she really has a great sense of of leadership. Oh, I but love I mean, that. I, we, I, we could go on all night about people who you know, just are like the gems. Uh, yeah, uh, and, you know the, it, it's uh, it's really really interesting when you sometimes when you meet these big stars how really generous and uh, how much they're really into the work part of it. You know, the yeah. art of it yeah. more than being famous. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. God, I love when I hear stories like that when, um, you know, there's someone that just really sets the really, really great tone as the leader because it, yeah, it's but, like a domino you, effect. You, yeah. You wouldn't imagine we laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and then play these serious scenes. It's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you need to with a show like that, right? I mean, you need oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know. All right. Really what is one of your favorite movies that you will watch over and over again when it comes on TV? Oh, 
<laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh. <laughs> Steve, Steve Martin and uh, Michael Caine. That, it doesn't matter how many times I watch it, it will make me howl with laughter every damn time. It's yeah. the silliest movie ever. Yeah. That's great. Okay. I, I feel think... like I'm slow. I feel like I'm slowing down the speed round. I gotta be. Speedy. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's this is great. Okay. I love this. Um, oh, I good. think I know what your answer is gonna be, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. If you could start your career all over again, but knowing everything you know now, what would you do differently? Oh, so many things. Oh God, I'm curious to know what you think I'm gonna say because <laughs> uh, I, I I would probably do everything differently. You know, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would. I would have encouraged my younger self to to dive in full force and wholeheartedly mm -hmm. and to, to not be stopped by my insecurities. And I would have, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 well, obviously I would have counseled myself to, 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 you know, relish every audition and enjoy it and not, you know, not uh, think of myself as a, somebody who's an infiltrator who shouldn't be in the room. And what yeah. did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say that I would tell myself I'm not going to book the fucking job. So I'm just going to go in and oh, have yeah, fun anyway. Right. Like what? I forgot. What's my holding me You're back? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, there was, there was, there, there were a lot of things I would do differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have, I think, you know, I always say that we're in a profession where you really need to deal with your issues because they, they, they you just have to. And I, I think I would have, gotten into therapy, you know, and I think I would have, uh, worked on my, all my shyness and my, you know, my, my weirdness and <laughs> tried to, I think I would have really, really made that my focus more than trying to get saved by show business. You know, yeah. a lot of people think, well, if I just get a job, you know, if I could just get one of these big jobs or somebody could just give me a break, you know, then I'll feel, you know, I'll have good self-esteem and I'll be happy, but that's not true. Yeah. I think I'd worked on that instead of trying to get a big break. Yeah. Truthfully. Wow. You know, yeah. Oh, that, that's, yeah, that's really making me think. Um, okay. I, this is, I'm really, really interested to see what you're going to say about this. What is something you watch, do, or listen that nourishes the spark when auditions and the work slows down? Um, I, I coach people for auditions and that is like food to me because it, because I get to still problem solve, yeah. you know, and crack the code and it's like acting class to me. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's what, to me, that's the thing that really keeps the spark going is the, I love coaching. Yeah. Love the connection. It. Yeah. All right. Is there a specific role or a type of role that you would just love to get your hands on in the future? Well, I, you know, again, whatever is the most different from, from a lawyer is yeah. always my, my goal. Like I, I would love to play like, uh, you know, a, a, a very effeminate gay character or, um, or a very macho character. That's not like me at all. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I mean, just different. I, I, the, the, the role I want to get my hands on is the one that's just the furthest from what I've done so far. Yeah. I hear that. And I think that's true for most actors. Oh, God, you know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I think a lot of um, actors, they they try to, you know, fight the typecast, but it's like, no, 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 take the typecast. No, take like take it. those roles, do it, do it, do it, and then slowly, you know, creep I'm, your way out of it. I'm so glad you said that because I always say if you're being typecast, you're being cast, you know, and people are very, it's very foolish to fight your type. Yeah. 
you know, uh, I'm, I, I love that. I look the way people think lawyers look. And so I end up playing a lot of lawyers or other guys in suits, you know, yeah. but my, my next job is not that at all. So that's great. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So Michael is in Vancouver this weekend. His uh, event is happening on March 3rd, 2019, and it's presented by Reality Curve Theater. It's happening at the Annex. Um, if I were you, I would get on this quickly because it will sell out. It sold last time. I had an it's amazing time. Yeah. yeah, I think there's only like a handful of tickets left. Yes. Um, there's going to be so much here. It's Michael Koshkoff. Is, uh, it's a four-hour workshop followed mm -hmm. by Corinne Clark, Robert C. Cooper, Rika Sharma, Christopher Hire. Hayerdahl, I hate mispronouncing people's names, and Emily Hain. And the moderator is Lori Triolo, who is absolutely amazing. Uh, Michael, what can people expect at the workshop? Well, it's mostly a conversation. You know, yeah. I think people come worried that they're going to have to perform, and you don't. You yeah. know, we have a couple, couple of exercises for those who want to participate. Mostly, we talk for four hours, yeah. you know. Um, I should also add that at the end of the day, we're doing a panel discussion that's just a Q&A on auditioning. Uh, mm -hmm. And I get to participate in that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching another class on the Saturday, but that's sold out. So we don't need to tell anybody about that. Yeah. I will uh, actually be there. Oh, that's right. That's right. As soon yeah. as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. I was like, I'm coming to that. Oh, yeah. It's a fun class. It's more of a scene study. It's fun. How often do you do that? Um, I, you know, whenever I can, whenever I'm available, I do it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a newer class for me, but I'm finding that people really respond to it. And I'm getting a lot of people asking me to do it more often. So, you know, so I do. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's just for listeners who are wondering what we're talking about. It's a, it's a class on those tiny TV roles that are five and under, you know, five lines and under that I find so difficult to audition for. I think they're harder than a four page yep. scene because we're, we don't get trained to play the guy, the, nope. the waiter, you know, in acting class, you're never playing the guy who says more coffee that yeah. you, you never have that part. They're hard. Yeah. They're hard. So that's what we're going to do. And, and, and boy, do, you know, everything I do, we have lots of laughs. That's what that's, you know, I think that's the other thing people should expect if they, if they take the, uh, the all day, uh, audition event. That, oh, uh, it is so much fun. It is so, laugh. so much yeah. fun. Are we you, are you bringing your books with you? I know I bought my book from yes. you last time there. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so Michael will be bringing books. Um, if you cannot attend one of Michael's workshops, I highly suggest you get the book. This book is an absolute, I mean, it's, it's an actor's Bible is what I would say. And I honestly think that they should be doing this or giving this away at universities upon somebody's graduation or teaching yeah. them in school because... Because um, it's the real deal. Well, I, I just wish I read this. Like 15 years ago. Well, I wish you know I, what had I mean. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had it 30 years ago. Like, you know, <laughs> I have to tell you that this never gets old for me. Hearing you say that makes me so happy in my heart. You have to know that. It, it's, yeah. It's amazing to me that I get to give that gift to actors. I I I, I can't tell you. I'm 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 moved by it every time. It's such a privilege because you know how much I love actors. Yeah. It's such a privilege to hear you say that that class and that book had such a great impact on you. Yeah. Um, I should also mention that um, uh, I started doing these little videos uh, about auditioning in addition to, to the class because, you, you know, you can't cover everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, were you going to mention that? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I started doing these little videos and they're like five minutes or whatever about tiny, tiny, minuscule elements of the process like 
Yeah. What if you're running? What if you're running late? And how do you pick out an outfit? And you know, is there such a thing as competition and all these stuff? And so those are free, and and uh, you can view them on my web. You can subscribe on my website, which is auditionpsych101.com. Uh, there's uh, so there's a weekly videos page which you can watch the ones I've done so far and there's a new one every week and then I also have a goodies page where I post like people send me articles and you know quotes yeah. and stuff and I put them all up there. Yeah, I get them yeah. every week. I look forward to them. Oh, good. They're fantastic. Good, good, good. They're absolutely fantastic. They're really fun to do because I just feel like I'm talking right to people. I'm not scripting anything. I'm just yeah yeah you know, yeah. People write to me and say, "Can you do one on this subject or this subject?" And I do. Yeah. You know? I also have to say one of them, um, I mean, God, like, okay, listen, like, do you see my notebook, Michael, how much, how much, how many takeaways <laughs> I had from the workshop? Like, it's impossible right. to tell you everything, but I absolutely loved one thing you said at the workshop that really, I mean, all of us in the room went, oh. you were talking about, just think of it this way. After the audition is done, somebody in our network is going to get it. Yeah. Somebody's day will be lifted. Yes. One of us is going to get, somebody on our team is going to get it. Yes. And think about how great that is. And I was like, my God, like we're all, we're all just one big family. We're all going through the same thing. We're all, you know, grinding it out. And it's like one of us is going to get it. To me, that makes it all okay. Like, <sighs> like, you know, yeah, I might not get the part, but the part doesn't go away. Yeah. Some guy is making that phone call yeah. to somebody he loves to go, <sighs> I got a job. I'm like, I, it makes me want to cry. It's so good. I'm like, you know what? I want him to have it. That's, I know. You know? Yeah. I remember yeah. sitting to the, to the girl next to me and she just said, she was like, oh my God, I never even thought of it that way. I'm like, I know I didn't either. That's yeah. That is supposed anyways. I love that. I really love that. Michael, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Oh, I should be better at this. So, well, auditionpsych101.com. Uh, you yep. can always, you know, connect with me there and I should, you know, Oh, oh I know what it is. I'm really bad at social media. Can you tell? No, it's so good. My, my Twitter is the uh, at the real Kostroff. Okay, fantastic. And I had to do that because somebody impersonated me on Twitter. Oh no, no, no! Can't have yeah, that. So this is this is the real Kostroff. And I can't remember what my what my Instagram is. So you know, I have uh... a fan page on Facebook, and uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that, that, that's the best way to, you know, and there's also a, there's also an audition psych 101, uh, uh, on Twitter and there's a, there's a, um, a, a Facebook page, like a group for audition psych 101 that people can join, which is sometimes fun because people can post questions there and stuff. So that's pretty yeah. good, you know. Michael, I cannot thank you for doing this enough. I'm so looking forward to the workshop on Saturday. And for the rest of Vancouver, you need to get in on this workshop. If you cannot go, because, you know, things happen, please get the book. The book is available at Barnes & Noble on Amazon. It's called Audition Psych 101. And um, I'm sure that you'll be coming to Vancouver again from uh, the demands that oh, we are seeing for you. Oh, yeah. I love, I love coming out there. It's great. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thank well, you so much, Michael. Me. My pleasure.